This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. One hour in the books, one hour to go here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Demond Cotton and your boy Q. We've been remembering John Madden throughout the course of the day, not just this show, but throughout the day, starting with the morning tailgate, then JT the Brick, now myself, and then Vinny Bonsignor will come up in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m. and hold it down. And please believe he's got some fantastic guests uh, coming up as well. And we have a fantastic guest coming up. Uh, we're waiting to uh, get a hold of Lester Hayes, the great Lester Hayes. Uh, should be joining us in a matter of moments. But before he does, I'll definitely hit up the Sam and Ash text line, try to get some of these text messages in at 69187, keyword r This one comes from Raider Ryan. Hey, Q, remembering John Madden. I'll always remember those awesome sounds he would make to describe certain things happening on the field with the ball or players and circling things on the teleprompter as he explained the plays. The best part is when he'd circle the lineman's butt sweat and say, now that guy is working hard, Pat. <laughs> used to crack me up. I would watch the game even if he, if hated the team playing just to hear Madden. Uh, that's from Raider Ryan. Uh, got a text from the 209. Brian. Brian, talking about Brian Salmon, who was our last guest. We appreciate you, fam. Tell Jesse that the nation says what's up. So hopefully Brian still listened heard that. Uh, that's a cool shout-out right there. Uh, got a text from Nick out of the Valley of the Sun. What's up, Q and D, to, the Mad- to Madden? Uh, to me, Madden means my dad. Growing up, my dad and I didn't really see eye to eye, but the one thing we could agree on was football on Sunday and watching the best game each week. Me and my dad were able to be in the same room and even smile because Madden was on the call. Now that I'm a 40-year-old father, I play Madden with my 7-year-old boy and build that same bond. Much love, RIP John Madden from Nick out of the Valley of the Sun. That's a great one. That one is fantastic. Good stuff, Nick. That is a, uh, that is a great testimonial, nice message. And, uh, yeah, wherever you can find that bo- that bond, right, that's what you got to go ahead and do. And that, that's a great one. Thank you so much for sending that and, and sharing that with us. Uh, right now, uh, I got a, one more text I'll get to. This text is from Raider J from Sacramento. He said, all snaps. This is going to be good. I got to go close my office door because he's anticipating the great Lester Hayes. And now on the phone lines joining us is Lester Hayes. And, Lester, thank you so much for your time. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. How you doing today? But, guys, I am so Sad based on I love Coach Madden. Like, and guys, I think back, boy, gee, like our team uh, loved him so much based on his passion. Geez, he was always positive. He fired us up. Wow. On Sunday, geez, he would speak to you. Jeez, and it was a look in I can coach his eyes, a look of fire and passion and football love. He was like General Patton. Woo! That man can fire you up. He can fire up people. Jeez, he stayed on a, a positive focus. But, geez, he loved football, and he could pump a man up on game day. 
sixties and seventy seven and seventy eight. I remember those talks. And you look at his eyes. It was fire in his eyes. The football love and the passion and geez, it was you know, it was stupendous. That's what I loved about him is he never broke balls. He stayed positive, and he showed you love. He taught you. He taught you based on his positivity. You got to be positive on kids on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But on Sunday, woo, he's giving, you know what, guys, is this? I think back. Guys, he gave us such Speeches. Geez, it was combat. It wasn't no, no flag football. It was combat. That's how he talked to us, as if it was football combat. Talking right now with Lester Hayes here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Lester Hayes, a two-time Super Bowl champion. You know, one thing Coach was was a coach of the Raiders. He coached 10 years. He retired, and he said, I'm not coaching again. You see coaches all the time, leave, come back, leave, mm-hmm. come back. He knew that he was done. Yeah. What did you think about that? He was a lifelong Raider. Uh, well, uh. Geez, it was silver and black love and silver and black loyalty. That is in our system. That flows in a man. Geez, that he loved us so much that, that geez, there was no blue and silver, no other team, no red and gold. Nothing but silver and black. That's love. Jeez, that is based upon he could have gone somewhere else, but he didn't go. Jeez, and that is silver and black love, the strongest love on Sunday in the National Football League is silver and black love. That's the love. What made Coach so relatable to his players? And, and, and on top of that, just what, what, how, how did he change the game? That's what everyone who's talked about him today has said. Mm-hmm. He so much changed the game. How much did he do that? And how much did he, like I said, uh, relate to all his players? Based upon positivity, he never broke balls. You cannot break a man's balls. Can't do that. Of course, you must teach him and stay like in a positive vein cannot beat him up mentally you can't beat him down mentally keep it positive keep it strong but keep teaching him keep on teaching him and keep on practicing you gotta love practice gee you gotta work and sweat Based upon you can get quicker and you can get faster. The love of sweat, that's his forte. You practice. The practice was, oh, Lord, it was, gee, I mean, you got to go, go, go. Based upon the practice, 
that was his focus. I mean, we practiced full speed tackling. <laughs> it was different. I mean, you got to go, go, go based upon practice, and he's observing everything. Jeez, it was work. It was sweat because you can get quicker. You can get faster, and you can get stronger. Practice is your friend. Talking right now with Lester Hayes here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, your boy Q and DeMond Cotton holding it down. And, and Lester, last time you joined the show, you were talking about training your body, training your brain. You've got to be prepared. You've got to have all that. How much of that came from Coach Madden? Uh, I'm shedding a tear. You know that, brother, I'm shedding a tear now. That's okay. You know what, man, because the fact is, it's the power of love. (laughs) I love him so much. I really love him. I really love him. I love him, man, because the fact is, he believed in me. Brother, guess what? Uh, Let me know. Let me know. He told me something. He said, son, uh, you can play cornerback. And my brother, geez, I cried. I cried in front of him. Coach, I don't want to play cornerback, but geez, I looked in his eyes, and it was fire there. Man, it was truth and sincerity. But I saw football love, and I'm standing there the first day of practice. I'm a big baby. I'm crying like I'm a baby. Coach, please, I don't want to play cornerback. And he was was firm, strong. And he said, Lester, you can do it. You can play cornerback. And I believed him based upon what I looked in his eyes and I saw truth. He told us the truth. There was no BS. It was no shadiness. It was no lie. He came at us. Geez, it was man to man. The truth. But he could sell you on what he saw. Because I didn't see it. Right, right. I'm crying. I'm saying, Coach, let me play strong safety. I'm a super stud. Gee, that strong safety. <laughs> no, Lester, you aren't playing strong safety. You're playing quarterback. Oh, no. Gee, Coach. But, geez, I worked. I kept working. But guess who he, who he gave me? Mike Haynes. Yoda. He gave me number 24. It was Willie Brown. Willie Brown. Willie Brown. He gave me, geez, a superstar <laughs> to teach me how to play cornerback. He sent him to me because I was in the locker room. Geez, I'm sad. I am so sad. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I'm saying, Lord have mercy, how could I play cornerback? I'm a linebacker. I'm a backer. I can't hit nobody at cornerback. I love to hit people and tackle. 
Keith, and he sent me the father of bump and run. He sent me number 24, Willie Brown. He comes in there and tells me, Judge, get dressed. Willie, I'm taking off my shoulder pads. He said, uh-uh, come on, come on, come on. And I went out there with him and thank God for number 24. But he was sent by Coach Madden to teach me. That's a lot of love to actually get a superstar to teach a rook. Oh, boy, now that's God's gift to him. He gave Coach Madden a gift. He's a gift of clairvoyancy. How did he know? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know I could play cornerback. I'm crying. I can't eat for a day. Jeez, I'm getting skinny based upon, based upon sadness. I'm sad because I'm playing cornerback. But he knew. And he would not let me play strong safety. Thank God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> we got the great Lester Hayes on the line right now, two-time Super Bowl champ from the Raiders here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. One thing you said, and something I heard in the documentary that played on Christmas, was John Madden say there was guys in training camp who didn't want to keep going. They didn't want to go. They, they had a reason that they said, I can't do this. I need to quit. And it sounds similar to your story. And he said, hey, if you don't take it now, you may never get a chance to take it. Is that a story and a message that you heard from Coach Madden? Oh, it's always a positive focus. Jeez, I think back back on his, his talk to us. Jeez, it was in a positive vein. Jeez, day after day after day. Jeez, it was psychological stimuli. He would stimulate the players mentally. You got to keep us going. Keep us in a positive vein. Keep us focused on work. Keep us focused on sweat. Train, man, you're never satisfied. You could never be satisfied with him. He would push you, but he's pushing you positively. He had a gift of clairvoyancy from God. That's not normal. That's a gift. He could see men's success. I mean, months and years beforehand. Strong gift. He had it. Yeah, Lester, I've got to ask you something. You were talking about when Coach Madden, when he made you move over the corner and you're crying to him, but it, and that shows that he knew. He knew. He's obviously a great coach. But from him taking you in as a rookie, what did you learn from Coach as a person? And how, how did he like help shape you as a man? Uh, geez, he shaped men based upon the truth. He did not BS you. He did not blow smoke up you. He told you the truth. Like, and that's a very important factor of life. The truth shall set you free. Don't lie to people because I coach now. 
cheese, and I don't lie to to cheese. The players I coach, cheese. You tell them the truth, but you got to work, son. You got to get quicker. You got to get faster. Geez, you could never be satisfied, and that is what I learned in 1977 and 1978 from Coach Madden. You don't get it by standing around and looking and hoping and wishing. Ain't no wishes on Sunday. Geez, you got to work to get quicker, to get faster, to get better, to get stronger. Technique, technique every day. Oh, I was so sick of number 24 every day. Judge, technique, judge, technique, but it paid off. It paid off because the fact is, geez, there's no deviation. You cannot deviate. You got to sweat, but you got to have stamina. The stamina must be strong because you got to actually tease in the fourth quarter is legally whip a man's ass. That's when you crush him with stamina and great technique. That is what I learned from Coach Madden. Like in the fourth quarter, we actually legally whipped men's asses Tell in the fourth quarter. You never give up. You keep battling. You keep fighting. This is combat. You're saying football is combat. That's <laughs> what he taught us. Keep fighting in the fourth quarter. That's when you can reach inside a man's chest and snatch out his heart in the fourth quarter. That's exactly what the Raiders did on Sunday against the Broncos, too. They got him really in the second half. They really legally whooped their ass. I mean, that's exactly what they did. I couldn't have said it any better. Again, talking with Lester Hayes here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions from you or for you. My guy Vegas Pete hit us up and said, you know, when when Coach Madden decided to retire and Coach Flores took over, it must have been a somewhat of a hard transition because the players love Coach Madden so much. How much, from your point of view, was that? How difficult was that transition for Coach Flores following a guy as great as Coach Madden? Uh, thinking back, it was a seamless uh, transition with Coach Flores. Jeez, it was the same uh, mental focus. Keep it positive. Every sentence is positive. And each and every sentence is focused on football love. That's a very important key. You keep every sentence positive in building. You're building something very important. It's confidence. You give a man confidence by being positive. Do not take him left. Keep him positive. And Coach Tom Flores, I love him. He led us the same mentality. Jeez, it's a foundation of positivity. You cannot take a man left. Keep building him. Keep him working. 
Keep him sweating. Keep him taking notes on film. You just don't play football. You got to study football. Oh, but a pen and pad is your best friend. I love it. I love it. Great stuff right now. Great stuff, Lester. We do appreciate you. Before we let you go, and we do appreciate the time that you give us each and every time you do, uh, if you had to summarize real quick who John Madden was to you, to someone who may not know who John Madden is, what would you say? Uh, Coach uh, John Madden and uh, was in the same vein as General George Patton. He he. <laughs> Some of some of, geez, of Coach Madden's uh, talk, like it was so much fire, no, no smoke, but fire. He he could, geez, he could psychologically lift you on Sunday. His Sunday talks were fantastic because it made a man's heart. Jump. It made your heart jump based on what he's telling you and what he's saying. The fire. Ooh, the passion. But there was a look in his eyes of football love. His coach loved football. But it's deeper than just love. He loved the Raiders. I love it. I That's love it. That's what he loved. He loved us. Right. That's fantastic. He, and you cannot hide. Love is too strong to hide. He showed it. He made us feel it. When you feel love, he's on Sunday. Like you will play five quarters. <laughs> so... You play six quarters because you are psychologically stimulated. I love it. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Lester Hayes, ladies and gentlemen, great as always. We have so many text messages and tweets and everything else rolling in right now, talking about how much everyone's enjoying your conversation. Thank you so much for your time. We do appreciate you and uh, enjoy your new year. Sorry, you know, we hate that it's about a loss of John Madden, but thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you so much. Hey, guys, go Raiders! There you go. Absolutely. That's the best way to close that thing out right there. The great Lester Hayes. The great Lester Hayes right there. I really can't say too much more, right? The great Lester Hayes. Is there anything else for me to say? I'll say more. I just gave him the quick, like, hey, thanks for coming on with us. He said, all right, love you. Lester Hayes loves me. There you go. (laughs) That's a victory. That's a victory. And everyone who's listening loves them some Lester Hayes. I just got a text message from someone in Central Texas. And they're like, do you really have Lester Hayes? Because you know he went to Texas A&M. They said, do you really have him on the show? I said, he's on right now. It's fantastic. And I just got an OMG back. Good stuff. That's what I got. I'll just give you a side note. It was a former boss of mine. (laughs) So he's impressed. So there it is. 325 is the time. When we come back, we'll take a couple calls, take a couple messages. Uh, Text messages, we'll get to a couple text messages. Then we'll hear the Hall of Fame speech from Coach John Madden. This is all coming up as we close out the show on Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The Judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's YQ. Of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work. 
and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Many thanks to the great Lester Hayes who joined us in the last segment. Actually kicked off hour number two in just about probably about 25 great minutes with Lester Hayes. We definitely appreciate him. He's always very generous with his time. So many thanks to him for sharing some uh, memories of Coach John Madden and what made him so special here on the show as all day long here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We've been doing a tribute to the late, great John Madden. And really, it was so weird yesterday how everything shook out when it comes to timing. On the show, we had Mike McCarthy, who's been covering the NFL for so long. I was trying to get a guy on a Monday to talk about All Madden, the documentary, and it just didn't shake out, didn't have the the right time slot available. We made it work on Tuesday. He was fantastic. And then, oh, and I'm doing the show from the Raiders facility, of all places, right? As soon as I leave, I'm driving down the street, and I, I get to I get to St. Rose Parkway, which is literally right around the corner. As soon as I hit the road, all of a sudden on my phone, it just pops up, big alert, boom. NFL announces the passing of John Madden, and I'm thinking, what the? We were just talking, and now I think that was my exact tweet. Oh, my gosh, we were just talking about all Madden documentary on the show that just got wrapped up. It's crazy how things happen. It's crazy that the All Madden documentary played on Saturday on Christmas. He watched it. He was a part of it. Raider Nation, think about this for a second. He hasn't been in front of the camera in how long? A very, very long time. He was comfortable with not being in the spotlight. He was comfortable in that role. But they decided to put this documentary. He agreed to be in a part of it, and that was a major reason why they did it. That's why Tom Rinaldi agreed to be a part of it. He wanted to have John Madden on film. And how great was it watching that, hearing him talk? And no, his voice wasn't the boom and the, you know, like what you're used to hearing on the broadcast. But just being able to hear and see what everyone had to say about him. And he got to, he got to smell the roses. What they always say, smell the roses while you can. He got that opportunity. Give them their flowers while they're still here. Right. And he, and he got, and he got them. And he got them. And so I was, I mean, when I went home, and even though my, my thoughts, my mind was, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he passed. My other thought was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that aired on Saturday. I'm so glad that he was able to be a part of that and witness that and share memories and and talk with his family. From everything I've read, and, of course, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but everything I've read, he walked around the room after that special aired and asked his family what they thought about it. And they all loved it, and he was very proud of it. I'm so happy he got that moment before he passed away. There's way too many greats that don't get to smell their, their, their roses, like a Cliff, Cliff Branch, who deserves all the roses. He didn't get to smell them. So glad that Coach Madden got that opportunity. I'm going to do one quick text message, and then we'll go to the John Madden Hall of, uh, the Hall of Fame speech. Okay, DeMond said I'm approved with that. This one comes from Jay, Jason right here in Vegas. I love hearing Lester. I know he'll never change, and that's what's best about him. Lester, thank you for the past plays and to now the motivation that can be used by anyone. But on a serious note, R.I.P. John Madden, I never met or talked to you, but what you've done to this organization and the NFL will always be remembered. Learning your history from being a fan of the silver and black is what taught me your history and legacy and will continue forever as long as the NFL is around. For the people out there listening, remember, we can return to, we can, we can return to dust any given time or day, so treasure the time here with your loved ones. And if you don't have any, then you're a part of my family because we share the same love 
Raider Nation. Be safe out there, family, and let's get this win this weekend. That's from Jason in Vegas. I read that one because I think that was the best words that anyone could say. I think if you really listen to the words there, it meant so much. So, Jason, thank you for that text. We definitely appreciate it. Now, without further ado, John Madden went into the Hall of Fame. He gave an exceptional, an awesome, an amazing speech, and here it is on Raider Nation Radio 920. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I, you know, you always think of, you know, what it would be like if you ever enshrined into the Hall of Fame and people say, what will you do when you get up to the podium? And I tell them, I don't know. I'll tell you when I get up there. And, I, and right now, I don't have a lot. Of, I mean, I, I got like numb, you know, like I mean, a tingle, you know, from the bottom of my toes to the the top of my head. I mean, this is so special. Uh, you know, all the guys talk about who's going to, you know, break up. I started to break up when Al Davis was talking. And uh, so, I, you know, if they have a contest or any bet, I knew I was going to lose that, that one anyway. But I just wanted to take this, this first moment just to, to make a memory and, you know, say how special this feeling is. You know, I mean, to be in here, you know, in Canton, with these great people of Canton, Ohio, I mean, you can't believe the job that they do. It's not only today, I mean, the game, the, the parade. I mean, they have 100,000 people at the parade at 8 o'clock in the morning. I mean, this, this is a special place. And this is a celebration of football. And when you celebrate, celebrate pro football, it has to be here in Canton, Ohio, because this is where the NFL started. And I want to thank you people and, and all the pro football fans and the pro football writers that, that voted me into the Hall of Fame, led by, you know, Frank Cooney and Ira Miller, a special thanks to them, but, you know, everyone that made that possible, it was a long wait, but it was a, a wait that, you know, when you finally get in, it's made it all worthwhile because the feeling is so special and you appreciate it so much more. And, and the class that I go in with, I mean, Harry Carson and Rayfield Wright and Warren Moon and, you know, Reggie White and Sarah, uh, uh, you know, is, is and Troy Aikman, is such a, such a great thing, and I'm proud to be in this class because we're always going to be connected with each other. We'll always be, you know, the class of 2006, and that'll be forever. And I'll tell you, these are all good people, good guys, and I am proud as hell to go into this 2006 Hall of Fame class with these guys. These are, these are good, and it's more than people. And then, you know, the Hall of Famers behind me, that's what it's all about. You know, I was, I was reading the, the NFL stats and history book, and, and that's what when you, you do when you ride a bus, when you don't fly, you read, you know, big, big old thick books like that. But they had a chapter uh, on history. And the first page in the chapter of history was a list of the Hall of Famers. And I said, that's right, they got it. That is our history. The players that played before us, the players that played when they didn't have face masks, when they had leather helmets, when got this thing started. The players that played in smaller stadiums, you know, didn't have the medical thing, didn't have anything. They laid the foundation for this great game, and we should never forget it. I say to NFL teams that you ought to honor your history more. Sometimes we tend to get caught up in 
the players and the games now. Honor your history. Bring, bring back the Hall of Famers. Bring back their teammates. Let the fans show their appreciation to their history. Because I know that you know going in with these guys is, is, is so special. And you know, we we'll always talk about immortality, you know, and uh, some, some of us think maybe we will be immortal, that we'll live forever, but you know, when you really think about it, we're not going to be. But I say this, and this is overwhelming and mind-blowing, that through this bust, with these guys, in that hall, we will be forever. And you know, when you think of that, it just blows your mind. That it's forever and ever and ever. And you have to stay with me a moment on this one. This is a little goofy here, and you're going to say, oh, there's old Madden being, being goofy again. But I started thinking about this after I got voted into the Hall of Fame. And the more I think about it, the more I think it's true, and now I know it's true and I believe it. Here's the deal. I think over in the Hall of Fame, that during the day, the people go through and they look at everything. And then at night, there's a time when they all leave. And all the fans and all the visitors leave the Hall of Fame. Then there's just the workers. And the workers start to leave. And then it gets down, there's just one person. And that person turns out the light, locks the door. I believe that the busts talk to each other. And I can't wait for that conversation. I really can't. To Vince Lombardi, to Newt Rodney, to you know, to Reggie, to Walter Payton, to the to the guys that you want to say what to, to all my players, my ex-players, you know, we we'll we'll be there forever and ever and ever talking about you know whatever. And and that's that's what I believe, and that's what I think is going to happen. And no one's ever going to talk me out of that. Thank you. Those guys back here all going, oh no, I don't have to put up with this BS for eternity. <laughs> but this, this is a celebration and, and it should be fun and you know, it has to be great. And to, to have Al Davis here is something special. I mean, if it weren't for Al, well, I wouldn't be here. And, you know, he was the guy that gave me an opportunity. He was a guy that hired me 40 years ago, brought me into pro football. He was a guy that made me a head coach when I was 32 years old. And I had two years of pro coaching experience. Now that's where, who the heck names a guy 32 years old as a head coach? Al Davis did. But he not only named me head coach, but he stood behind me and he helped me. And he, and he, provided, he provided me with players, with great players. As he was saying, nine of the players were in the Hall of Fame. I mean, those are the types of players that he provided me with. And he stood behind me, not only the 10 years I was a head coach, but he stood behind me for the last 40 years. And, and Al Davis is a friend, always has been a friend. I remember I had the, the opportunity to induct him into the Hall of Fame. And, and at the time, I said, you know, talking about loyalty and what a guy Al Davis was, I said that he's the guy that, you know, if you had anything happen, you had one phone call, who would you make that phone call to? I said it would be Al Davis. All these years later, I had an opportunity. I got voted into the Hall of Fame. I had a phone call to make for a presenter, 
and I called Al Davis. Yeah, I just talked to my mom, and you know she's watching, and you know, hi mom, I love you, and I know she. I was talking about how excited I am and how I haven't slept in three days, and you know my mind is mushing. She just said me too, <laughs> and she has the same feelings, and you know, and, and she's not right here, but she's here in spirit, and uh, 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 she's a special person that's been with me, you know, for 70 years of my life, and I know that my dad, who died in the 1960s, up there looking down and, and laughing. And my mom's probably laughing right now, too, because when I was a, like a sophomore in high school, I was playing in summer baseball, and I was playing on three or four different teams. And I told my dad, I'm going to drop a couple of these because I want to get a job to make some money. And my dad said, no, nah. I said, I'll give you a couple bucks. Go caddy, make a few loops, and you'll be okay. He said, uh, uh, don't work. He said, because once you start work, you're going to have to work the rest of your life. And my dad worked hard. He was a mechanic and he worked hard. And, you know, and I, the reason I say that, that he's up there laughing right now is because I listened to him and I continued to play and I have never worked a day in my life. I went from player to coach to a broadcaster and I am the luckiest guy in the world. And my sisters, Dolores and Judy, you know, they were, they were there with me. They supported, you know, everything that I did because life with me as a kid was just a locker room. Uh, every day was recess. And, and they knew that and they went along with it and supported everything. And, and I love them and I appreciate that. If there was a Hall of Fame for, for families, my family would be in the Hall of Fame. My wife, Virginia, my two sons, Joe and Mike. Uh, you know, they talk about, about how hard coaches work, you know, and they work 18, 20 hours a day, they sleep on a couch, they don't come home, and you know, that's not the hard job. The hard job is a coach's wife, believe me. The job of the coach's wife is she has to be mother, father, driver, doctor, nurse, coach, everything, because the coach is out there working. So, you know, when anyone is appreciated, they have to appreciate the wife, and I had the greatest, in, and I have the greatest in Virginia. Thank you. Stand up, you deserve it. After all those years putting out me, you deserve to stand up and take a bow on this day. And my two sons, Mike and Joe, I'm, I'm so proud of them. They're, they're not only my two sons, but they're my two best friends. And, uh, uh, you know, just everything that they do. I, I used to, you know, when they were kids, I used to take them to, to practice on Saturdays, not take them to the Pro Bowl. And I coached coach Pro Bowl way too damn many times. But I used to take them to the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl, you know, every time I could. And, and those, were, those were special times. As I look back now, you know, in my coaching career, you know, I think of my family and I think of the days that, you know, we spent together. And I say this to coaches everywhere. If you ever have a chance to take your kids with you, take them. Don't miss that opportunity. Because when it's all over and done with and you look back, those are going to be your fondest memories. 
And when you go in the Hall of Fame at my age, then you have kids who have wives and then they have kids. So uh, Mike's wife is Noelle, Joe's wife is Wendy. And then between them, they've given me five grandkids that I love to death. And they're the love of my life. They're five, four, three, two, one, Sam, Jack, Jesse, Aiden, and McKenna. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. It's about family and, you know, and having them and having them here with your team. You know, I know I go into the Hall of Fame as a coach, and I know that I go into the Hall of Fame because of my players and what they did. And I'm so proud, you know, Al already introduced the players that are in the Hall of Fame behind me. If they just stand up, and all my players that are out there, there's between 30 and 40 X-rated players. Play, all stand up. Stand up. My family, stand up. Stand up. Just take your day. Just take. I mean, you remember. I mean, you remember Cliff Branch. You remember Phil Villapiano. You remember Big Ben Davidson. You remember all these guys. John Vella, Henry Lawrence. All these guys that did all these things. And no, no, stay up, stay up. This is our day in the sun. Doggone it, take it. You know, I mean, if we're here, stay up and take it. And you guys stand up and take it too. Let's. I mean, I mean, Fred Blitnikoff, the whole, the whole thing. Big Ben Davidson there. I mean, these, these are the guys. This is what it was all about. These are, these are the guys that you know. I go in here and and no, no, stand up, stand up, Ben. You, you, you all of a sudden, I mean. You know, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, they were ready to hit anything, yeah, talk anything, you know, let's go to the party, let's do all this. Now they want to sit up. Stand up, enjoy the moment. This is ours. They can't take it away from us. They can't ever take us away from us. And thanks to all you guys. I mean, the whole bunch of you, I love you. Thank you very, very much. Marv Harbor, do you remember all those, all those great Raider names in the 70s? And we had such special fans, and 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 the whole thing. It was just something, you know, that, you know, that I'll never forget. And something that, you know, if it weren't for them, we'll have a party after too. So don't worry about it. We'll go through. And you know, it's been a, a great road from Madden's Lot and Daly City with, you know, John Robinson. John, who would believe this, huh? This is, amazing and uh, you know to Jefferson High School with my first real coach Joe McGrath and then to Roy Hughes at Cal Poly and my roommate Pat Lovell is here my college roommate then to the Philadelphia Eagles and Norm Van Brocklin had a great influence on me to Hancock College with Al Baldock then to San Diego State with a with a great coach uh, that someday will be in here Don Coriel and, and he had a real influence on my, my coaching. And Joe Gibbs was on that staff, too. And then, and then we went to the Oakland Raiders. John Rouse was the head coach. Ollie Spencer, Tom Doms, Charlie Sumner, John Polanchik was there. You know, Joe Scanella, Tom Flores uh, came later. All those great coaches, John Robinson. Uh, you know, I thank you all because, again, you go in, you go in as a, as a coach but you take your players and your assistant coaches with you. And, you know, and it's been so long that I had a pretty good road afterwards also. And, you know, I ride a bus, I don't fly, and, and the road has been with Dave Hahn, who was my first bus driver who passed away, Willie Yarbrough, 
Joe Mitchell. I, mean, I spend so much time with them that they're part of my team now and my family. And then Sandy Montag is my agent. He's been with me for over 20 years. And, you know, I'm an agent smagent. I mean, he's a friend. And he's a, he's a very good friend. And, and I thank him for everything that, that, that he has done for me. And, you know, and, and my years at CBS and Fox were pretty good with Pat Summerall. And, uh, you know, and that team, and, and Bob Stenner and Sandy Grossman. And then, you know, I say I'm the luckiest guy in the world, and I go to ABC and now NBC with, with Al Michaels, Fred Goodelli, and Drew Esikoff. And by the way, we have a game right over here tomorrow night. So, so they, you talk about a full weekend. I mean, man, they have dinners and parades and, you know, induction ceremonies, and then, and then a game tomorrow night which will be broadcasting the first one that I do with, uh, with NBC. So I just want to say in closing that it's been a great ride. And I want to thank everyone who's been along for any part of it. And speaking of great rides, I was lucky enough to be carried off the field after we won Super Bowl XI. Now I was told it took like five or six guys to lift me up and then, and then they dropped me. But that's okay, because that was me and that was them. I mean, they aren't going to carry me off like, you know, some guy that belonged to a carry. I mean, you carry him off for a while, boom, you dump him. I'm there in the gun. But it was the happiest moment of my life. And today feels like the second time in my life that I'm being carried off the shoulders of others. Yet instead of off the field, it's into the Hall of Fame. And instead of five or six guys, today I ride in the shoulders of hundreds of friends, coaches, players, colleagues, family. And I just say this, I thank you all very much. And this has been the sweetest ride of them all. Thank you. There he is right there, the great John Madden in his 2006 Hall of Fame induction speech. I don't know about you, but I caught myself laughing so many times during that speech. Great stuff right there. Great tribute to his family, his former players, of course, Al Davis, and many, many more. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Definitely appreciate everyone that has uh, been part of the show. A lot on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187, keyword r and R. I know I didn't get to get to any calls, but Vinny Boston, yours coming up 4 to 6 p.m. inside the huddle. Of course, he's going to continue the tribute to John Madden. So uh, definitely, if you're on hold, hold on. Vinny will definitely get to you. I did want to tell you that we got the Ultimate Raiders hookup coming up for you. And what does that stand for? How about tickets to the very last game at Allegiant Stadium this season, the L.A. Chargers game, plus an opportunity to win an autographed Max Crosby jersey, plus passes to the Winfield Club inside Allegiant Stadium. So we got all that on the way. I got more details on how you can get hooked up with that. But uh, this is going to do it for me. Thank you to all our guests. I apologize that the Beth Mowens interview didn't go the way it was supposed to, but everything else was money. So uh, we recovered. We uh, kicked men's asses legally in the fourth quarter, like Lester Hayes would say. Vinny Bonsignor, he's up next in the huddle has got a fantastic show lined up for you we'll be back tomorrow to close out the week this is unnecessary roughness on radio nation radio 920